0: Kindness Can, the podcast, with radio personality Jane Lindley-Thomas and psychologist Paul Bushel. Because every act of kindness, no matter how big or small, can change lives. In this series, Jane and Paul hope to enrich your life by giving you practical tools on how to be kinder in your relationships with yourself, with those around you, at home, work, and in your community.
1: This week in the Kindness Can podcast, we chat about connecting and conversing around having family members that live in different spaces and places around the world during the COVID-19 pandemic.
2: It's my absolute pleasure and heart's joy to invite my gorgeous, gorgeous sister onto the Kindness Can podcast today. Uh, She's joining us all the way from Melbourne, Australia.
0: Hi, Ames. Hi, Paulie. Hi, Jane. Gosh, you're going to get me emotional with an introduction, by fact, and we haven't even got started. Yeah, (laughs) thanks so much for having me. I feel like, yeah, such an honor to be part of the Kindness Can session today. And thank you, everyone, for joining as well.
1: So nice to see you, and I love your red lipstick. And, uh, yeah, we're just so (laughs) chuffed to to be able to chat about something that has really been extremely difficult. And I know, you know, having chatted to Paulie about uh, being apart and away from you, The impact and how difficult sometimes day on day this whole journey of living apart from each other during a pandemic can be. So I mean, from a brother to a sister and a sister to a brother take us through that process.
0: You know, I suppose being away from family is hard as it is, Um, you know, so immigration can be really difficult. But I think, yeah, a pandemic like this uh, like so many of us, we feel even more far away. And I think that a really comforting thought that we've always had and I know my mum and I tell tell each other this often is that we're just a flat away You know, you can just get on a flight and you'll be home. So I think that that not being part of the equation anymore has made this even more difficult. But yeah, like Paulie was saying, I think at the start of this conversation, you know, video calls are such a treasure, something that we've really used to stay connected and be a part of each other's lives. My mum and I do baking via Zoom, we, you know, have lunches. (laughs) So I think that, yeah, it's been hard, but I think you've got to kind of find the positives and sort of work through that.
2: I think, like, as you're talking, It's a hard experience both ways. So wherever you find yourself in the story, whether you are close to what your family calls home or whether you are in a new home or a new country, I think just the experience of being separate, just not being able to get on that flight or take that train and be together is so hard. And then on top of that, have someone tell you that you can't do it is I think for me been really hard because... So often in my life, I like to believe that when I have a feeling, I can do something about it to make it better. And I think for many of us, whether you're dealing with loved ones far away or you're just dealing with your stuff at home, sometimes the regulations around this have taken some of that power away or that control away. And that's quite destabilizing. And if I think back on the last five months aims in our relationship and our attempts to stay connected, sometimes felt like you've got to get creative and you've got to work really hard at it.
1: Well, I'm sitting here watching you two talk really makes my heart swell. And I mean, I've got a sister who lives in Cape Town, and I feel the distance between Durban and Cape Town. And seeing a sister that immigrated to Australia and a brother who's living in KZN Durban, it's hard not to feel choked up. And asking myself like, With the the huge vastness of water between the two of you, what do you lean on for coping? How do you cope when you get caught up in that moment that it actually grabs you by the throat? I mean, I've got one of my best friends who lives in Australia. She's meant to be home now. And when I spoke to her last week, I said, how are you doing? And she said, the thought of possibly not being able to return home until like the middle of next year, it crushes me. And some days I can't even get out of bed.
0: Mm. You know, I think it can be overwhelming. Those feelings can be very overwhelming. Like lots of us, you know, flights have been cancelled, special occasions have been put on hold until we get back. So I think, yeah, like I said, I think the video calls have been a huge part of that. You know, making sure that we still are connected and then having conversations and being a part of each other's lives. I think for Konev and I, personally, running has definitely been an important part of that journey. Just kind of getting out and I think from a mental health point of view as well, just kind of giving ourselves that space to get out, uh, move, and sort of deal with uh, deal with some of those feelings of being really far away. And I think it's also just been, being, you know, I think it takes a lot of work and effort, you know, I think not even just in a family space, but from a friend point of view as well. You know, making sure that you, you're making those calls, you, you're sending flowers, you're remembering things. I think that's been really important for me, and, and it's been reciprocated, you know, so people supporting us in our journey here and understanding that, and us of them as well. Um, you really can still feel a part of each other's lives the you know like you say Jane
2: the oceans between us so I was looking over the sea the other day I sat there and I thought to myself I even said to you and I was like she's just there she's she's right there can you see her like looking over the the beautiful east coast so I think that feeling of of oceans between is sometimes such a um yeah seems so far in a time like this but something that I, I thought that I've replaced that kind of She's just one flight away. The thought that I've replaced that with, and I I often fantasize about it, is how amazing that hello is going to be. And I play it out in my mind of all the things that I'm going to do. Like, am I going to write this on the sign? Am I going to have balloons? I'm going to shout this, or I'm going to run this. And I think for me, that is just such a beautiful thought. And when I manually direct my brain, once again, to, to connect with the hopeful, the fact that it, of course, is going to happen... And how special it's going to be because we've had to, to pull through this. We've had to work in creative ways to get through it. It's going to make that hello the best, biggest hello, I promise, Aims, that you have ever seen in your life. I hope you're ready.
0: <laughs> I'm very ready. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so tell us about your running and tell us about this amazing event that you've set up.
0: Yeah, well, I think across the ocean, you, you kind of said it ex- Exactly, there. you know. I think the name evolved from just feeling like we are not that far; we're just across the oceans from each other. So I think that the name was really, really fitting. Surprisingly, or funnily, the idea did come to me on a run. Um, I often have a lot of thoughts. It's a, a place where I think a lot. I think my husband often feels like it's more exhausting the deep grief after the run than the actual run. And talking about all the thoughts that are going on. And I think I suppose it, it came from this feeling of wanting to be connected and just that we are not just across the ocean um, and kind of joining together and coming for a common purpose, for a goal, for something bigger and, and kind of reigniting all of those connections. I think that's kind of where it started. Um, and then I think it just kind of evolved as I obviously shared it with you, Paulie, and you were sort of on board and game. I think the second part of it as well was just kind of setting a physical goal for us as well. You know, I think having something to work towards. Um, so this week, Saturday was supposed to be the end of our first lockdown. And um, here in Melbourne, actually, our lockdown has been extended. So I think it was going to be the end of something, the celebration of coming together, the end of something and we were all working towards it Um, so here in Melbourne but also all all around the world but I think that that's kind of what I wanted it to to be just feeling connected that we were we were running we were out there walking whatever it was we were feeling like we were part of something bigger and then obviously I think as the idea grew being able to to give back to the community yeah like such an important part of this as well we're providing an opportunity to for all of us to feel connected and have this purpose, but we were also going to be able to do something really meaningful and beautiful out of it as well.
2: So, tell us about the charity that you've chosen, and why did you choose that charity?
0: So we've chosen a children's home called Home Mia in Newcastle, KZM, which is where Paulie and I are from. Yeah. So yeah, Newcastle holds a very, very special place in my heart. My husband and I were lucky enough to be married there. This was almost this time last year. So yeah, it's a special place, I think, for me and for Neve and obviously for our family. And then Homia is a place that provides a caring and protective environment for babies and toddlers who have been abandoned or abused or neglected. You know, I'm extremely passionate about children and education. And yeah, I think this this home provides such a a special and important role. um, And, you know, the donations that everyone so generously and and kindly donated will go towards helping and supporting those children so they can hopefully go on to have really full and, and meaningful lives.
1: Is there a Facebook page, Ames, that people can go and get more details?
0: Yes. So Across the Oceans has a Facebook page as well as Homia. So they can yeah, go and check it out to see the beautiful work that they do, uh, the beautiful little faces that are sort of featured all over their page as well.
1: I can't help but notice that I see your beautiful mum's face shining back at me. And it's definitely been something that has been on my mind during this pandemic as I speak to parents who have children overseas is how a, how a mother or a father copes with that, that severing, so to speak, because I think when you understand, I mean, it's hard enough dealing with the idea that your child is immigrating, but it's another kettle of fish that your child is immigrating and now there's kind of very little certainty around when that unity or that connection will happen again. And I don't know, Debs, if you're happy to chat or if you're not, you can either put a thumbs up or thumbs down, but how that experience has been from a mother's point of view, having uh, your child so far away from you.
0: No, it's hard. I think it's really, really hard.
1: And I think exactly what Anne said, I think it's always just over there. She's just over there. But I think when now with the lockdown, it's made it more difficult because it is just over there, but we actually can't get there um, if we wanted to. So I think that during the lockdown, it's been a little bit more difficult. But I think also you've got to communicate all the time. So we speak every single day, video every single day. And you've got to keep those channels open so t- and just tell yourself all the time that it's, it's, you're going to see each other soon and it will it, it happen. And I think, yeah, you've just always got to be positive about that it is going to happen. We will get to see each other all again. But it's difficult. Yeah, very.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that to pop in here, and it's something that I think I've said to, to both my sister and my mom and, and lots of people who are struggling with the separation during such a scary time, is that it's also okay to have bad days. Yeah, even as a big brother, when your sister phones you and she's crying, there's the temptation, of course, to say, don't be sad. Don't be sad, okay? Because as a big brother, you just you want the person to be happy and you want to solve it and, and make it right. But it's been a big lesson for even me, and I, and I do this work all the time, is to resist that temptation, that, that sometimes to say to, to Ames and my mom, I get it cry, girl. It is so sad. I I feel your sadness uh, in this moment. And that feeling is completely okay and justified. And I see it and I hear it and I, I hold it. So I think as much as staying positive and connecting with those positive thoughts and motivating each other are really useful tools. I think I just wanted to chip that in there. But even as a big brother, I've had to resist that temptation and kind of just sometimes let certain feelings be. And i don't know what that's been like games
0: i think it's actually been a lesson that i've also had to learn through all of this is that it's also okay to kind of you know take hold of those feelings and be okay with that i think sometimes when we are looking around the world and we are seeing and hearing other people's stories and their journeys and their hardship in a situation like this it's easy to be hard on yourself to be more grateful and be more mindful of all the things that we have so i think I've often been hard on myself and that, you know, I should be down today or this shouldn't feel like a hard day because I have so much to be grateful for. But I think you make a good point there, point there for you. I think some days owning the fact that this is hard and that's okay and, and having a good cry and processing and dealing with things in a way that feels good for you, whether that's, you know, sort of meditation or yoga or going for a run, you know, chatting to someone and, and being honest and open about how you're feeling. But I think it's important to take ownership and be like, that's okay. Today, it's okay that today feels harder than you yesterday
1: or tomorrow. I mean, it's funny because we all can't wait to see each other and to touch the new normal and be around the new normal. But I'll give you an example. I've got a gig this afternoon. It's the first like public gig that I've had since we went into lockdown. And I feel kind of nervous. It's quite strange. Um, There's this new kind of precaution around me. So I find myself saying, yes, I'll do it. And yeah, I can't wait to be around people. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be around people. And then it's like getting back to the gig organizing and saying, okay, so is there going to be a temperature station and are people going to be social distancing? And I mean, am I going to be near people? And it's quite strange because all we want is is we long to be together and embrace and to hold and to feel and to touch. But at the back of my mind, there's also this thing of like, I'm also a little bit scared. And I suppose, Paulie, that's just going to take time. And respecting that people have different ways in which, you know, it's always that awkward thing of like seeing someone and not touching them or hugging them and doing the funky chicken elbow tap. And, you know, they've taken their mask off from the home, but you want to keep the mask on, but that's no disrespect to you. This is where I am. And it's all this like social commentary stuff that really goes unspoken. that is quite confusing and overwhelming too.
2: Absolutely. So as much as, you know, as a family, I feel like we've used technology well to stay connected and share a lot about our our experience. It's an important thing to hold on to that probably when we see each other for the first time, there's going to be a whole lot of debriefing and getting to know again and understanding because although we have, as a global society, been in this sort of collective storm, we've all been in our own little ships. And so I think, as much as I know for sure that I'm not going to wear a mask or have hand sanitizer and practice any form of social distancing when I see my sister for the first time, and I will run the risk of weeks of quarantine for that moment. But I think we have to anticipate that beyond that initial greeting and that being together, and of course, all the familiarity and connection that will always exist, there has to be a moment of kind of like touching base on what has this meant for you and how has it changed you? And I want to hear your part of it. And I think that we can all anticipate that, that when we finally get reunited with the people that we love, we're going to need to make space for that. We're going to need to make space for the fact that this has changed us and affected us in very deep ways.
1: I believe you on everything, but I don't believe you on the hand sanitizer. Amy, he's obsessed. <laughs> he hand sanitizes his hands after he's hand sanitized his hands. I'm like, but you've just sanitized your hands, mate. He loves a good sanitation.
2: Uh, I was so excited that I saw some hand sanitizer on the <laughs> I was like, I'll have some of that. And- <laughs> So Ames, tell us, if we want to participate in this magical moment of connectedness on Saturday, that wherever you are in the world, that you get to participate in togetherness, do we have to sign up? What are we going to do on Saturday? How does this event look?
0: All we want you to do is to get up on Saturday to do a run or a walk as far as you can, choose your favorite route or wherever you can do that. I suppose what we are encouraging people to do is you don't need to sign up. We're just encouraging people to post a picture, post a video, post a message on our Facebook group. I suppose the only way to make it feel like it's a virtual event and that we are all connected is that we can see who's doing what and and where they are. Um, So that's, yeah, we're just encouraging people to to get out there, get involved, feel excited about it and and share that on our social media.
2: And I know you're going to be too modest to say it's okay. Uh, so I'll say it for you. But, of course, part of it is giving back to home, Mia. And so there is a Backer Buddy link that people can find on your Facebook page. They just click on, and then you can make a donation. That money will go to Home. Yes.
0: Yes. So just if you go and like our Facebook page, you'll see the link there to the Backer Buddy. Very simple. You can just make a donation there. And, yeah, we are so kind of just want to take this opportunity as well to just say, A huge, huge thank you to everyone who has already made a contribution. Every contribution is going to make such a difference to little precious little lives. So we are so grateful. And thank you just for being involved and and for the support and encouragement and it's been really, really incredible me I know we haven't even done Saturday but one one of the most I think most beautiful things that have come out of this experience for me is just that you can be someone with an idea and you can really really make a difference and I think kindness I really believe that kindness is a choice and I know Jane and Paul you spread kindness wherever you go which is so beautiful so thank you for the work that you do as well but I think this whole experience has just been so wonderful to connect with people but also to feel yeah proud of of something that we've done and we've achieved um, of that the time reference is going to be a little bit awkward on saturday obviously wherever you are i think people running in the uk and south africa are a little bit more aligned so by the time south africa wakes up and you'll start your run or your walk we would have been finished ours but yeah we'll be able to share the pictures and share the videos and still feel a part of it
1: that's also difficult for people that live um, in different time zones how that kind of plays itself out you know when you uh, having a glass of wine in the evening, we're about to start our day, or somewhere around that kind of thing. So, has that kind of taken a bit of getting used to when to catch each other at the best time to have the most fruitful conversation?
0: Definitely, yeah. I think it's taken a lot of getting used to. My mum is still trying to wrap her mind around this time zone, sometimes <laughs> when it's good morning. But, drinking <laughs> <laughs> yes. wine
2: for breakfast. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's not how I raised you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it has been tricky. I think, I suppose, one of you is always starting your day, so there's a whole different energy in that kind of a conversation as opposed to to ending your day. Um, I've definitely had conversations with friends where I'm having a glass of wine and they're having a cup of tea. So I think you just you make it work and you find the time that works, works the best. Uh, obviously, weekends are much easier. Even the day that you don't feel like chatting, even the days that you, you feel tired or you feel sad, make the call, you know, let people know, be honest about that, but don't shy away from making those connections and, 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 and talking to people even when it feels hard. And I think even in lockdown, we often feel like we have nothing to say. You know, there's not much of a story to share, but still show up, make the call, um, just being in each other's presence as well is, can be so important and powerful in, in keeping those connections alive.
1: Well, I must say from a personal point of view, it's been really lovely seeing the two of you in the same room.
0: <laughs> and your brother loves
1: you so much. I know that you know all this, but my gosh, he loves you and is so proud of you. And yeah, I can't wait for the two of you to be together sometime really soon.
2: <laughs> I just also want to say that to emphasize something that Amy said earlier on, and I know I'm a very proud big brother, so I'm going to just let it out. That I think it is incredible and it's inspiration for all of us that you can have an idea on a run of something kind that you want to do, whether that's big or small. Uh, and you can take the the hard feelings and the disconnect. And you can make a powerful choice of what you want to do with it. And I feel really proud of, of Ames and Nev for taking this idea and just making a Facebook page and asking people to jog and throw a few coins at it. And, and this should not put anyone off donating, but I'm super proud of the fact that they've already reached their target. But of course the sky's the limit on something like this. So just Ames and Nev, well done for turning something really hard into something so beautiful and finding also a gorgeous balance between staying connected to your old home. But I know there are lots of people from Australia joining us as well. But we're also just being so present and connected in your new home as well. And I think that that takes a lot of courage. And I feel really proud of you for that.
1: Oh, look at all the love coming through on the chats. Beautiful Bushel family. Amazing guys. Well done to Ames and Nev. Well done, Amy. You are amazing. Someone giving a high five to your mom. Two people. Hi, Debs. Hi, Debs. Three people. Hi, Debs. <laughs> How lovely. We've got Kelly from Cape Town joining us. Nice to see you, Kelly.
2: It's also nice to see my dad. He's joined us from London. So it's like a
1: real bushel affair here. How oh, divine. How you guys? Can you hear me? Hey, Daddy What up? Now <laughs> yeah, we find the sun shining eventually.
2: But yeah, just from my side, you know, to both Paul and Amy. Yeah, they make me very proud. I think Paul has, has done a tremendous amount of work in South Africa and as well as helping us all through this. And then uh, my beautiful Amy, Sarah, coming up with this brilliant idea. I just I wish I was fit and young like I was in my 20s running comrades and half marathons again. So I definitely will do a walk, but I won't be running too far. But I do wish I could do the run for you. But it's just nice to be part of it and part of this today. You both make me very proud and, and nice to see mom as well. So good on you too. Well done.
1: Uh, thanks, oh my Dave. gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally by myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is beautiful. So lovely. <laughs> yeah.
2: On Saturday, do whatever you can. Walk, <laughs> run, sing dance whatever you got to do just move your body and feel that amazing
0: post edit. a picture send us a video post
1: the picture yeah it and we want to be part of it amy thank you so much for your time today to the whole bushel family to everyone that's online today uh here's to the hard days here's to the good days and here's to the days in between you are so loved and kindness always to all of you
2: be kind everyone chat to you soon lots of love
0: You've been listening to Kindness Can, the podcast. Find out more at kindnesscan.co.za.